We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here we go. Levine gets it into DeRozan. DeRozan fires. It is no good. Knicks hang on and defeat the Chicago Bulls. 104-103. And Barrett wants to be all defense. He's headed that way, folks. Tenacious D that time. Harassing DeRozan for the air ball. Oh, Oh, Jesus. I don't... um... I'm getting too old for this shit. Just rewatching. Nothing but air. Absolutely nothing but air on that last shot. Oh, fuck my life. This fucking team. Oh, this fucking team. Uh, so the Knicks win. <laughs> Ah, the Knicks win. The Knicks win. Um, this will be very easy to talk about because I'm totally composed, 100% composed. Wasn't nervous at all. Um, despite not scoring a point in the last 13 minutes of a road game against a previously undefeated team, um, the Knicks win. And uh, we will have a lot to talk about. There will be a lot of conversation about uh, the end of this game, how it went down, the plays that they uh, did not make, the plays that Chicago almost made. But at the end of the day, um, the Knicks are four and one. And the Knicks did just beat a team that, granted, had not beat anybody yet this year um, in their building um, with, I mean, Jesus Christ, despite a furious comeback at the end there. My, my, um, <laughs> I was thinking about five minutes ago what my, what my opening thought was going to be for this post game when they were back when they were up by 13 with, with three minutes to go. And it was going to be that the great thing about this Nick team, after so many years of watching Nick teams just not give a shit at all, um, and not make teams try hard and not make teams play hard is that this, Nick team is a just absolute pain in the nuts to play against um, on every night they step foot on the court. And I think while we have, we can certainly have some quibbles with this season end of the Boston game or in regulation, at least the second magic game, um, you know, obviously the end of this game, 
I think that remains true. I do think the Knicks are a team that at the end of the day is the same. They have that same characteristic of last season, which is that they really are hard to play against, Um, but they have more talent. The problem is that with an injection of talent and with new pieces, I think end of game situations become very dicey. And you have a guy like Kemba Walker, who's been used to having the ball in his hands at the end of every big game he's played in since he was 11 years old. Julius Randle was obviously the guy for this team last year. Um, God knows Evan Fournier has had a lot of big moments and big situations on the international stage and across his NBA career. So, like, if there's one thing that I am willing to forgive, uh, I don't know if I'm going to say I'm happy to forgive it, but I am willing to forgive. It is the fact that in late game situations, this team has been absolutely atrocious and ass. Um, and there's no other way to say it. Like you're you're up 13, you gotta you gotta close that out. That said, that said, unlike the um, unlike the game or the end of the game um, against uh, Boston, the end of regulation against Boston, I didn't have a huge issue with anything that happened on offense over the last three minutes. I thought the shots were fine for the most part. Obviously, Randall's decision to uh, put it, try to put it back up with 41 seconds to go. They could have taken the, the uh, clock down to 27 seconds because 14 more on the clock. Was it the right decision? No, it wasn't the right decision. Do I understand it? Yeah, I, I get it. You're right there. It's a bunny. He missed. It happens. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, the missed, the missed free throws, I mean, look, it happens. I, I actually think Randall overall had a pretty good game. Um, that's probably a controversial take, but I think he had a good game. I think he there was a lot of positives that we saw from Randall. We're going to get back, get into it in a bit. R.J. Barrett missed two down the stretch. Um, you know, I thought, I, needless to say, R.J. Barrett had a great game with no more important play than his very last play, the defense on DeMar DeRozan. Um, and his defense is very real. Um, and, uh, it is, I don't know if it's his greatest strength, but it's right up there. So to be clear, lots of good to take from this game, lots of good to take from this game. And if you would have told me that after five games, the Knicks would be sitting at four and one, I don't think I would have cared what the specifics of how they got to four and one were. I would have just been like, fine, I'll sign for it. And that's what I'm going to say right now. I'll sign for it. Um, we, we, we quibble because we always quibble. That's what we do here. We're New Yorkers. Um, but overall, this was a, a hell of a win, um, a hell of a performance, good games from a lot of people and uh, a lot to talk about. We're going to get right to the super chat because I already see we got a lot of people in there that want their, their comments read. So I'm going to get right to it. Aussie Knicks fan with our first comment in the super chat. Thank you, sir. Don't love the decision to go to a struggling Randall ISO the last few minutes, worried about our inability to close out games, but happy we got the win. I mean, you know, again, I, I think they got some good shots. Um, I, am going to obviously go back and watch it. Fournier had a nice three. He missed Barrett had a couple. He had, he had the three that he missed and he went and he missed like a 12 or 14 foot or whatever that was. Um, I I didn't think, look, I have to go back and rewatch it. I, I don't, I do, I do not recall any atrocious Randall possessions in the last three minutes of the game. I could be forgetting one and to say it right now, I could be forgetting one. I don't think there was any, um, you know, that said, that is their default, and that default does not usually work well. I mean, look, they went to a Kemba ISO, and Kemba barely got rim, and Kemba had a great game. But, again, that's not really Kemba's wheelhouse anymore. Kemba, massively encouraging sign uh, 
the last couple of games, the five threes that he's had in each game. They don't win this game without Kemba Walker. They probably don't win the Philly game without Kemba Walker. Um, the threat that he gives them and, and adds to their offense is absolutely monumental. You know, that said, again, he's still a guy that is dealing with the fact that he can't penetrate the paint like he once did. And there's no shame in that. Um, he's still an immensely helpful player, but on that play, you know, towards the end of regulation, um, in this game, he tried to go for it and it didn't happen for him. I mean, what else like was going for the Knicks? That's, and that's, you know, that's the thing is like when you don't have one of those top 10 guys in the league, top 10 shot creators in the league at the end of these situations, end of game situations like this, it becomes difficult. Um, I, I'm not going to hate too, too much on, on the last three minutes. Um, D black five games in and no more nails to bite. Yeah, no, man, I'm, I'm out. Um, I'm out of nails. Uh, what a, what a start to the season it's been. Jesus Christ. Um, Leon C this team seems contractually obligated to give the fans the most tense experience possible. Still a good win. Glad Mitch is okay too. Yes. Um, this night, um, as bad as it would have been if they lost would have been 10 times worse if Mitch's injury was significant. You know, it still worries you how often he seems to get hurt um, and turn over an ankle or this or that, or like just fall on the ground and like all this stuff. Um, who knows if that's part of the Knicks calculation in terms of, of, of how they want to proceed with, with extending him. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it should be. Um, it, it's like, it's freak stuff, but we'll, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Thank, thankfully he's okay. Um, didn't sweat it at all, Robert Cross. Of course you didn't, Robert. Of course. Well, you're in San Diego. Things are nice in San Diego. Why would you sweat anything? Uh, RJ will lock you down. 53. Robert, you're not getting off the 53 wins. I love that you're sticking with it. CT Pittman, patron saint of the Super Chat. Star J Barrett. I see what you did there. Won this game for us. We still got a lot of work to do to close games, but I'll take the W. You always take the W. Hey, Sass. My daughter just got up and is very confused. She has no idea where she is right now. Mommy's in inside. It's nice seeing you. Um, life with two kids, folks. Um, uh, where were we? Yes, we'll take the W. I will. I, I too will take the W. It's a good W. It's a very good W. Um, Charm City Knicks fan. The cardiac kids strike again. I like that name. Um, I'll take every W we can get, but how does Tibbs teach this squad how to close Jack Bailey? Um, I think this is one of those things you kind of just got to learn. Um, I, I don't, again, I'm, I'm happy for someone to, to counteract, counter, counter this point, but I, I don't feel like they ever really learned how to close last year. I think they won close games um, with, with defense primarily, which is how they won this game. Um, and like, yeah, there was a couple of couple of games. You know what it is? I feel like the close games that they won were games where they were down late as opposed to games where they had to hold a lead. Um, and holding a lead is different than coming back because you're playing more loosey-goosey when you're trying to come back. Uh, so, you know, we'll um, we'll see. Hopefully it happens over the course of this year. I mean, it may require them just at some point getting a, a closer. Um, is Randall a closer? I don't know. Um, we'll see. Barry Craver, thank you so much for your contribution to the Super Chat. We appreciate you. Jason M., what's going on, man? John, we got to talk about your boy DeRozan. Best thing the Knicks did this offseason was stay away from him. Huge win. RJ is a two-way monster. Um, what were DeRozan's line tonight? I'm happy to eat crow right now. DeRozan, 7 for 18 for 20 points. Um, 
five assists. Yeah, I mean, I thought DeRozan was okay. He wasn't great. Um, never in a million years would I have wanted the Knicks to give him anything close to what the Bulls gave him. Um, I, 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 I was very clear in going on on record and saying my, my DeRozan love was because I thought you might be able to steal him for a, a cheap contract. Obviously, that did not turn out to be the case. And quite frankly, I'm very happy they didn't get him. I love the MO of this team with um, how many threes they shoot. That being said, only 29 threes tonight. By far a season low. Um, I want to go back and watch the tape as to, as to why they shot so few threes. Um, I I don't know. I think it was part of Chicago's defense, and I think Chicago was really kind of inviting them into the paint more than inviting them to take threes, but you take it. Um, so, yeah, good job by the Knicks not signing DeMar DeRozan. Um, huge win. RJ is a two-way monster. Yes, RJ is a two-way monster. Carl Sanford. I have literally never felt worse after a huge win. Oh, I don't know about that. I feel I feel pretty good. That's a good team, the Bulls. That's a good team. And, like, the Knicks going through a cold spell over the last three minutes is not something that I'm going to let damper – put a damp too much of a damper on the night. Um, nobody got hurt. They got the win. And, and here's what I like about it. They got the win, and, and even though they didn't make a basket down the end – there was an affirmatively great play that was made by a member of the team. And that was the defensive possession at the end on, of RJ Barrett on, on DeMar DeRozan. Um, good transition to probably talk about RJ. I thought this was his best game of the season, probably by a significant margin. Um, I don't even think it says it fully in the numbers. He ended up with 20 points on 15 shots. Again, he missed those two down the stretch, but so did everybody else. Um, defense was outstanding. I thought he had some really nice finishes again with RJ. I feel like, you know, the guys he's going to get compared to have these, like, huge, loud games. Um, and RJ, especially on this team surrounded by this talent, is not going to have huge, loud games very often. He'll have them occasionally, but not too much. Um, and, uh, like, he – so what you're looking for – is for, to quote a Tibbs line, for him to be a star in his role. Be a star in your role. And I think what R.J. Barrett is doing tonight, or, or did tonight, and is doing this season, and did last season, is he's being a star in his role. And his role is defense, and his role is just be an efficient player um, when you get your opportunities. He was a very efficient tonight. I thought, Like I said, he thought he had some nice finishes. The three ball hasn't really been there so far this year. I'm not worried about it in the least. Um Talk to me if he's slumping from deep after 20 games. He's going to be fine. Uh, Harry Donor, a, a rare Harry Donor comment in the Super Chat. A win is a win. We'll clean this up. I love it, Harry, because you know why, Harry? When you say something, it it's it's you know it's important because it's like once every 10 games. Um, thank you, Harry. Barry, back with more. Everyone should contribute to the Super Chat and the KFS newsletter. Uh, it's very kind, Barry. I think I also have an unread email from you. I apologize for that. It's been a crazy last week and a half. Um, Macri can use the proceeds to pay for a cardiologist <laughs> after games like this. Thank you, Barry. That's really – I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, sure. Free, free shout-out uh, to for the newsletter. If anybody's not subscribed to the newsletter, uh, feel free to go to my Twitter page to um, subscribe. I might be running a special next week, so actually maybe hold off because we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Knicks Film School um, newsletter since I um, made it part of my livelihood. Uh, so keep an eye out for that next week. Worldwide Knicks, what's going on, guys? Um, the game was about to give me a heart attack, but, um, man, RJ was so huge tonight. Yeah, he's he just 
he's what you want. He's he's your. I was texting with a certain um, certain someone who may have gotten married about a month ago and who used to come on the the, the pod to talk draft a lot. Um, and uh, he was just talking, texting me about how impressed he was with RJ Barrett and how, um, you know, especially with the right hand finishing, we had a couple nice right hand finishes tonight, how the defense is absolutely real. Um, and, you know, it's just like, it's, 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 again, it's not going to be loud. It's going to be baby steps. Um, Jay Breezy NY. They were trying to get Randall that 10th assist way too hard. Maybe that's fair. Um, and it resulted in a bunch of errors that closed the gap. So glad we pulled it off again. I need to go back and watch the last three minutes. I I'm maybe I'm look, I tend to have rose colored glasses when it comes to some of this stuff. Like I know when I see the end of a game that like really, really irks me. Um, it goes without saying that the end of the Boston game was very irksome. Um, I, I wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't too irked by the end of this game. It was like, if they lost it, it would have been devastating because you have no business losing a game like this. And they do need to work on execution and, and all that stuff. Like the, the near turnover, the near turnover with five seconds left was like, oh my God, guys, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, stuff to work on, but I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to go back and I want to go back and watch it. Um, Flausta, thank you so much for your contribution to Super Chat. We appreciate you. Greg Moran, exhales. I like that. Big fan. Don't usually get to tune in live. Well, thanks for tuning in live today. And thanks for being a fan. Um, thanks for all you guys do covering a very fun team. Stressful fourth quarter. Say that again. Shake my head. Uh, Nike. Yeah, n- not a great look by Nike. Um, um, Mitch had the, the Zion tonight with the with the sneaker blowing up. Um, I don't know who we sign, sign a sneaker deal, Mitch, with with a good sneaker company. Glad to see Mitch came back on an immediate block. Extend Mitch. Yeah, let me. Uh, it's a good transition. I'm gonna get. Back. I want to talk more about Randall because I really did think Randall had some nice stuff going on tonight. Again, Mitchell Robinson's final stat line. I, I, his stat lines are by far of any player on the Knicks the most disconnected in terms of like what can you tell and what can you not tell about what kind of game Mitch had by looking at his stat line. You really can't tell anything. Um, he ended up with only six rebounds, two on the offensive glass, two blocks, uh, one turnover, uh, nine points on four or four from the field. I thought Vooch, you know, and look, there's Vooch is like, he, there's two or three low post centers in the game more talented than Nick Vucevic. Like those little flip hook shots, like there's nobody in the league who can stop those. I thought, and, and Vooch maybe got him on one, one look that he, that Mitch probably could have could have gotten to or, or, or guarded better. Um, finished the game, Vucevic, 8 of 13 uh, for 22 points. So obviously, statistically, Vuce had a good game. I still thought Mitch was really good. I thought Mitch played really well tonight. I, I just – he changes the 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 feeling of the game at both ends of the court. I thought the lobs to him were, were massive. The fact that that threat exists is so important for this team. I don't think anybody else gives them that. I don't think Noel's going to give them that when he comes back. So good, good job by Mitch. Um, Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? Uh, love the hustle, but Mitch needs to chill. Scares me every single night. Me too. Also, maybe an overreaction, but will Obi be more impactful than IQ this year? So, you know, I've mentioned it, I think, a few times in these post games. I, I quickly, I really do think it's a matter of like he put in so much work in the and like read the read the Mirren Fader article. Um, excellent article, by the way, for the Ringer. Like. It is so clear 
how much this guy, Emmanuel Quickly, like he just bleeds this shit and he wants it so bad and he works so hard for it. And I think this might be just a case of like he had this rookie year. He had this huge chip on his shoulder. Nothing was expected of him. Came in, blew away everybody, put in more work this summer. And now it's like, I don't know. I think maybe it's it's in his head a little bit. He's going to be fine. I really do think he's going to be fine. His final, I think, what did he go? One, yeah, he was one for seven tonight, over four from deep. The stuff, you know, there was a moment where he had a three that he could have taken and he ended up kind of dribbling into nothing and then kicked it back out and it ended up being a bad shot on the possession. And I'm like, quickly, like, I know he's not hitting threes right now. And I appreciate the thought process of like, okay, if the three isn't falling for me, I'm going to figure out other ways to score. I get that. I like that. Did have a nice floater, but he just like, he just needs to fire away. I don't care what he is from deep. Just keep firing away. You're, you're going to get there. He'll be fine. As for Obi, what did Obi play about 10 minutes tonight? 13 minutes tonight, actually more than I thought. Um, yeah, he, he, but in fairness, I think it's, in some ways it's easier for Obi to impact the game, especially now that he started to figure some things out. Um, nice game from Obi Toppin. He had a really nice block too. Uh, good, good in general on defense. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Knicks basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for Knicks tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all other sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you could find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price. When the Knicks schedule came out, there are definitely certain dates we all circled on the calendar. October 20th against the Celtics, Christmas Day against the Hawks, January 12th against the Mavericks, even April 6th against Brooklyn. Whether on the road or in the garden, TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash film school today to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets. That's TickPick.com slash film school to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets today. Tyler Michaels, shout out RJ. A lot of RJ love in the chat, as it should be. He was the player of the game. He's getting he's getting the three stars tomorrow. Um Kemba made it close. Kemba, Kemba's five threes. That's pretty good. Um, the one, this one for him, I thought he played an awesome game and really converted some big shots at the rim. KFS is also awesome. Go Knicks. Thank you so much. Uh, you're awesome, Tyler. We appreciate the love. Um, and we appreciate everybody being here. We're, we were um, oh, we dipped down, but we were over 1,000 strong a second ago. It's awesome stuff um, to come in here and celebrate a win like this with you guys, even though my uh, heart is uh, very weak after that. Uh, forgotten NYC. In my book, this is a bad win. All right, we got some we got some dour dour tone here. My goodness, this team's late game execution this season has been ugly. This is like the third game we almost blew a lead. Yeah, it is the th- almost the third game they or the third game they almost blew a lead. Although I don't know if that's a fair characterization because look, I know and I talked about this two nights ago. The Philly game felt close in the second half. It felt like it was on the verge of getting away from them. We're not getting away from it. It felt like it was on the verge of becoming a game a few times. That said, it was never below a 14-point lead until the like the last 30 seconds of the game or whatever it was. Like they did hold off a sixer team that is a I think is a pretty good team. Um and the the Boston game, like, yes, awful late game execution in regulation. And then they forced it, then they went into overtime and they didn't give it up and they forced a second overtime and they won in the second overtime. So I feel like would we be having this conversation if literally one of those, if like the RJ Bun- or sorry, the Julius Bunny, if he makes it, if like Fournier hits the, the three that he attempted, if RJ hits the three that he attempted, if RJ makes a shot that he'll, he'll make most of the time, that little mid-ranger, like I don't want to say we're overreacting a little bit, but I feel like we might be overreacting a little bit. And again, it's so early. And I, I do think late game execution is the type of thing that does improve with time because the more you're in these situations, I do feel like the, the, the easier it becomes or the more natural it becomes. Um, we'll see. Maybe it's famous last words by me, but uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, going, going crazy about this right now. James Stanzoni, what's going on, my man. Um, Randall almost blew it trying to go for the triple double towards the end. Confused with Tibbs. If Rose is in, we win easily. Still a great game. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, Again, I really have to go back and watch these last three minutes. Like you're, you guys are pointing out like this this notion that Randall was going for the triple double. I'm gonna like pull up the play by play towards the end because like I just I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. I've God knows I've I've have selective memory. Um, in terms of Rose and Walker, I actually thought it was the right move to bring back in Kemba. 
Um, I thought their defense was really sound, even with Walker in there. I thought, um, while Rose certainly had some nice moments, I also thought in the second half, he also had a few moments that were very un-Derek Rose-like. It felt like, you know, the being back in Chicago and like the MVP chance and all that stuff, you know, I, he's human. I wonder, did it get to him at all? I, I don't know. Um, I actually liked them putting Kemba back in. Um, I know he didn't do anything down the stretch, but uh, look, you're always going to second guess, you know, um, you're always going to second guess. I was okay with that, um, but we'll, we'll see. Trust me, Rose is going to, Rose is going to close a lot of games. Um, Warzone Chronicles. I'm very sick of Randall and crunch time. Oh, we got an angry one here. Um, hold on. I lost you. Um, uh, oh, man. You guys are really, really, really firing up the Super Chat. Thank you guys so much. Um, I oh, Wow. Okay. Um, my goodness. I'm just I, – I, it brought me to the bottom because there's so many Super Chat comments. Uh, thank you guys. This is utterly unbelievable. Okay. I'm going to try to get to some of these pretty quick. The ISOs, the dump into Randall when he's double-teamed, that's got to stop, full stop. Here's the thing. The dumps to Randall – in the fourth quarter, those drew fouls. Um, not all of them, but most of them. There were definitely three times where he drew fouls, and he made up, up until the very end of the game. He drew, he drew um, fouls, and also don't put that on Randall. That's a like Randall's not calling those plays for himself. Randall's not calling like waving off a Tibbs play call. Yes, he's done it before, but that's not what he was doing. Like that's that's the game plan. I mean, I guess that, that's a criticism of Tibbs. Um, look. He was an all NBA second team player last year. I don't know what you want. Like that's go, fu- go watch any other team in the league, literally any other team in the league. And if they have a guy who, who is an all NBA player towards the end of the game, guess what? They're, you know, they're going to, when the team bears down and really defends hard, that you're going to get plays like that. Um, Julius Randle isn't just, he's not as good as like Kevin Durant and like some of those other guys. And there's no shame in that. Like he's a really great player though. Um, and he made a lot of big shots for this team last year. Um, that said, could it be better? Of course, it could always be better. But uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like I, I don't know that that's the thing that I'm gonna, I'm going crazy about. Uh, CPM, happy to join you live from London for the first time this season. Uh, I like letting the league think they have a chance. Four and one. Let's go, baby. Good comment. I appreciate you chiming in from London. Hush, Zoo. Teams are playing Randall really well now. I hope he turns the clock back and starts playing like he did in New Orleans and LA. Well, I mean, in New Orleans, in L.A., it got it so long ago now. He was, what was he, the third or fourth? He was, well, the third option on that team, um, probably. He was such a long way. Um, I feel it's funny. I had a feeling this might happen if he started the season with, like, a couple iffy performances. And I actually think he's been really good. Like, here's the thing. Atlanta showed the rest of the league. This is the blueprint to how you defend Randall. You don't send the hard double because he's smart enough to get out of the hard double or, or to pass it out of the hard double. What you do is you show the help from multiple places to the point where the help's not all the way there, but also um, it's close enough. And it's also close enough to the guy that Randall wants to pass to. So there's no obvious outlet. And yet there were four possessions tonight where Rand, it was um, my goodness, the the possessions at the end of the at the end of the first half, and he had another kick out. I believe it was to Kemba Walker in the second half. I, I think it was in the third quarter, where Randall just had absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous finds to his teammates. 
And I think I saw a comment, I'll get to it in a bit, where like the Knicks don't win this game without Julius Randle. No, the Knicks don't win this game without Julius Randle. The Knicks probably lose by a considerable margin. Like he still is their offense. Like you cannot, you cannot imagine double digit assists or whatever he had, nine assists. Um, I, 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 I got to be honest, I'm a little taken aback by how much Randall pushback there is on here. Um, the guy's the best thing to happen, best player to happen to this team since I'll get myself in trouble. I won't say a name in a long time. Um, so, you know, did he have his best game? No, he didn't have his best game, but he, there were also some really nice moments there. Uh, the Neil's next door. Win is a win for me. My only comment is if we're going to be on national TV, we need to get in contact. In contract with Klein and Breen needs to be on the broadcast. Yeah, I was a little t- I was a little surprised when you know Breen wasn't on there, but I thought Kenny Albert you know did a nice job. Robert Cross, um, is it fair to say that the Knicks will be the best team in New York this year? Bing bong, fifty three wins. Taj Cutlets, Ewing Patreon, shout out to any of our Ewing patrons in here. Um, forgive Claudio for Jets Mets. Um, I, I can't say that yet. I would love to be able to say that. And um, maybe I will say that at some point. I know the Nets are, what are the Nets? Two and three. Um, they have not played great. Um, listen, crazier shit has happened. Who knows? But I can't say that right now. Um, thanks, though, Robert. Two in his head during clutch moments. Tell me I'm wrong. No, that's during clutch moments, 100%. And I think people stems from the fact that I think you could tell he gets in his head a little bit um, during clutch moments. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm just more – I want to be more defensive of him because of how important he has been to this team and where they would be without him I don't even want to think about. Um, and, again, like I said, I want to go back and rewatch those last, last three minutes. Rage X – we don't win this game without Randall. Here's the comment. Thank you. These haters need to go home. No more Kemba last five minutes. We need D Rose to close games. Okay, so some more some more love for D Rose in the last five minutes. Um, who knows if they had? I'll say this, and this is this is a good point, and this I did not think about before. Rose is the only guy in the team that can get to the rim at will, and I feel like if you had Derrick Rose in there in the last three minutes. He probably figures out a way to pull one of those out of his out of his keister and just get get all the way to the rim and convert convert a layup. Um, and all it would have taken is one of those, and we're not talking about this crazy ending, right? And we're 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 all feeling a lot more positive. So you know what? On second thought, I, I maybe retract what I said before. Still, I didn't mind it at the time because, like, if he had left Rose in the whole time, I think this possibility of Rose would have been gassed. And then, like, you go back to Kemba and you pulled Kemba out and put Rose back in, like, eh. I don't know. Um, fair, fair point. Fair point. Um, Michael Shane, that sequence in the third when RJ took over was a massive part of the win. Completely agree. Good, good, good point there. I love his last three point, his uh, past three point barrages, but it was so encouraging to see him finish consistently inside with both hands. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm not worried about the shot. I think the shot, the shot's going to be fine. I don't think last year was a mirage at all. It's the finishing. If you've been watching me, I've been saying this for two and a half years now, or close to two and a half years. It's the finishing, it's the finishing, it's the finishing. Convert around the rim, make smart decisions, take good shots. And that's the other thing. Maybe some of the finishing isn't there this year all the time, but it's better, and the decisions are good. You know what I haven't seen from R.J. Barrett, with maybe one or two exceptions? Those garbage, like, attempts that are like not e- like I don't even know what they are. He like gets in the vicinity of the rim and he like throws something up. Like there's been one or two, but I think he's largely eliminated those from his game as he should with the talent around him. 
Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, RJ's awesome on D, 100%. One thing about that run, I thought there were some ticky-tack fouls at the end that hurt us. Also, the last two aside, um, the free throws were better. Yeah, free throws were better aside from the last two. Um, I don't know about the fouls. I'd have to go rewatch. I thought I thought the whistle was fair this game. It was fine. Um, but, yeah, uh, Logan Bartlett. What's going on, Logan? How are you? Um, another, another one of our Ewing tier patrons, uh, amazing what having a point guard that can shoot does to open up doubles on Julius Randle. 100%. Absolutely. Great comment. Um, Kemba Walker, like hopefully everybody could calm down who was uh, concerned about Kemba Walker. Will Oliver, after years of seeing that last second shot go in against us. Oh my God. I had the, ex- I had the exact same thought. I, I was like, how many times do I watch this fucking shot go in? before DeRozan put it up. I was like, this shot goes in every fucking time. Um, it was nice to finally see him miss and get the W. Love the work you guys do here. Um, we love all of you guys. Thanks for coming in and checking us out. Um, prototype NC. I understand that people hate those last three minutes, but guys, we just beat three teams that the media picked way over us. Celebrations are in order. Um, again, how far we've come. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink to that. If you would have told any Nick fan that, like, we would beat the Celtics, the Sixers, and um, the Bulls uh, on the road uh, before the season, and that I'd be sitting here after a game and, like, fending off complaints left and right, uh, uh, that's there's your, there's your Leon Rose uh, executive of the year case, right? Um, how far he has taken this organization in, again, just a year and a half. He took over officially in the beginning of March of 2020. It was a year and a half ago. And we're here now. Uh, we here, as it were. Um, so pretty friggin' awesome. Pretty friggin' awesome. Um, okay, moving right along. Kevin Danishevsky. Also, thank you for the second comment. Uh, part of the reason I think they were cool on offense was because they were focused on running the clock down. Kind of took them out of rhythm. Yeah, 100%. Like, but again, that's one of those things that I feel like you need you need experience to like where where is that balance? Where's that balance between we have we have so much faith in ourselves to be able to execute our offense even in tight situations that we're just going to keep firing away from 3 whenever we get an open look. That's the thing that that unnerved me, not unnerved me, that I didn't love about their offensive scheme. I had I, again. I want to go back and rewatch it, but like I feel like there were opportunities for them to fire away from deep, and that they maybe didn't take. But you know, they won the game. I thought by and large their offense was okay until the end. And I, I, by the way, I haven't said it yet. The Bulls are good. I do think the Bulls are good, and I was really impressed with the Bulls' defense. Very impressed with the Bulls' defense. Bulls defended very well. Caruso, you know, we give a lot of shit because of the the RJ thing, but like Caruso's a hell of a defender. Lonzo Ball's a good defender. Um, you know, I thought the rest of their guys defended okay for what they are. Uh, Boston Nick, what's going on, man? It's good to see you. Uh, long time, long time. Uh, say what you want about Randall, but he was one assist away from a triple-double. Uh, Badman Barrett, did I do that accent okay? Uh, was on his BS the entire game. Finally getting kudos for his defense at the end as well. And oh my God, Obi. Yeah, oh, we get an oh my God, Obi moment. Um, Once a game or twice a game or three times a game. He gave us a few tonight. Um, good to hear from you, man. Greg Film Stuff, what's going on? We won, and I'm disappointed. That's okay. You're allowed to have emotions. Tibbs should have went to the second unit to close the four. Well, we knew that wasn't happening. 
Um, RJ was the main bright spot with the successful one-on-ones, and Butler looked like his ceiling. Also, Chicago isn't that scary. Um, suspect Suspect bench. Yeah, the, the Chicago bench is bad. Well, I don't say it's bad. It's not great right now. Um, you know, they're a very thin team, um, and they left themselves thin. And when you uh, give up Thad Young in a sign-in trade to get uh, to get DeMar DeRozan, it's going to thin you out. Thad Young would be really helpful for this team right now. Um, that said, they got Caruso from the Lakers. How much would, would the Lakers love Caruso right now? Um, Kobe White still isn't there for them. Um, I'm curious to see how they integrate him when he's back. But I do think – I think the Bulls are pretty good. I don't. They're not like a top three seed. I don't think they're that good. But I think they're a playoff team. Wouldn't surprise me in the least if they got in the – to talk about things that I'm wrong about, the fucking Celtics seem like a disaster. I would probably pick the Bulls ahead of the Celtics right now. Kevin McEwen, what's going on, my man? I've been, I have to reach out to you. Um, go Knicks. That's the post. Four and one. I'll take it. Kevin, you're you're awesome. Um, thank you so much. Great to great to see. You. I hope all is well. Um, James again stands only. He's back. Ten thirty Monday will be in sole possession of the number one seed. Um, so they play the Pelicans on uh, Saturday, and then after the Pelicans, I feel like we have another winnable game, or is that the is that the Milwaukee game? Uh, that is Toronto. Um, Toronto, I actually think, has been playing pretty well. They're a feisty defense. Uh, they got a good starting five. Seattle might be back for that Toronto game, which is iffy, but it's a home game. Um, I do think this, This again, it feels like every time we say this, the next game, I feel like it's a big game. Go into New Orleans. Beat a New Orleans team that you should beat. Um, they'll be favored on the road against the Pelicans, probably by three, four, maybe five points. Um, go win that game. That's a, that's an, that's an important game. Get to five. They get to five and one shit, man. Again, I don't care how they win that game. Get to five and one. That'd be wonderful. Um, Andre Talamage, this team is three and, uh, is, well, they're actually four and one. And outside of the tip in attempt that he should have pulled out was just playing basketball. Plus gives those some credit. I'll take it. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought Lonzo had a nice game. Um, again, he's really good defense. Rand, listen, I, I, I don't want to turn this into a Randall love fest because on, on the grand scheme of things, did he have a good game? I don't know that he had a good game. I think he had a – for him. I think he had a good game overall. For him, though, we've become so spoiled, you know, especially during the, during that run last season where he was really just in complete command of everything. And we were saying, like, see that and that's and then i get it i get where the frustration comes from because there was a time last season where we were saying porzingis was never this good over a sustained stretch amare even when he was in the mvp conversation when he first got here i don't know if even his stretch was as good as the stretch randall gave us last year and then before that you you know um you got to go back to the 90s unless you know you want to pick out a mellow stretch somewhere along the way but like mellow never had Melo was just great. Like Melo never had that one stretch of dominance. Like Randall, man, he was so good last year. He really did spoil us, spoil me. Um, but that's part of why I want to defend him so much. And that's part of why I get a little little feisty on here when, when people are, are going to be critical of him. Um, just, again, what he means to the organization is, is – I don't know what else to say about it. Um, it's awesome. Jeremy Chase, what's going on, Jeremy? It's good to see you. Other than sports media loving white guys – why does everyone love Caruso? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's the headband. He's bald Kirk Heinrich. Um, I don't get it. 
Also nice of Chicago to celebrate one last year of us playing, paying Noah tonight. That was very nice. Um, because I think Caruso is one of those guys. Oh my God. I, I might get in trouble for this fucking comment. I think he's what we always wanted Frank Nilakina to be, or as some would say, what Frank Nilakina always should have been had he just gotten the time to, to show it. Um, he plays outstanding defense. He doesn't really make mistakes. He could give you a little dribble penetration, um, or at least put the he can put the ball on the floor. I'll say that um, he could hit a three. Um, you know, we saw a couple really smart like basketball nerds, like media basketball white guy nerds. They love the shit like the Caruso, like the backdoor cuts, right? Like Caruso is like he'll he'll backdoor cut you out the out the arena. Like they love shit like that. Um, is he one of the 125 most important players in the NBA this season? I, I I don't know about that, but he's a good player. I take him on my team every any day. He's not RJ fucking Barrett. <laughs> like, sorry, uh, but he's a nice little. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Ross Tuck, no lie, my Apple Watch alerted me that my heart rate was high well, sitting down the last 10 minutes of that game, but I'll take it. Great balance, W. When the when the Vooch when the Vooch three went in, I was like, oh f-. actually it was even before that. I think it was um what were they what was the play? What the hell? Um so um I went back to the first quarter. ESPN is like just not the the best app. Um so the Vooch three brought it to three. I think when they br- – oh, that's what it was. When they had – and this is this was not great. When they had a nine-point lead with a minute, 15 seconds – that's another play. My God. When Randall, he got the ball and then he, like, dropped it. Um, and it was a kickball violation. Like, if they don't get the kickball violation, like, that's a freak thing. They would have gotten another 14 on the clock and, like – so then DeRozan comes down. He makes a driving layup with a – that was not a great play by Mitch. Uh, foul there on DeRozan. Like, it cut it to six. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's a six-point game with a minute and – with over a minute to go. And that's when I first was like, oh, shit. It wasn't until that that moment where I was really like, uh, but they got the win. They got the win. Um, it's all that matters, right? It's all that matters. Um, Nate Clark, what's going on, Nate? I'm sorry I left your comment hanging here for so long. Uh, just you guys are awesome in, in the chat, in the super chat. Come and watch with the likes. We're almost up to 200 likes. Feel free to gently slam the like button to get us over 200. If you would be so kind, we appreciate it. 
Um, Nate Clark, why do people get on Julius? Someone read my mind. We're not where we are as an organization without him. Um, yeah, man. I mean, what more is there is to say? Uh, is there to say? Um, we're not like he's the face of the organization. Um, I, I yeah. I've just I've always I've I've always wanted somebody who who is really good to embrace being a Nick. And to kind of give some meaning to being a Nick, and it's not just Julius. By by no means is it just Julius. It's it's Tibbs. It's it's RJ in a huge way, um, and it's the guys they've drafted. It's like Obi. It's quickly. It's Taj. You know. It's Derek Rose. Um, it's it's all these guys. I've, I've been, oh my god! I've been talking for forty three minutes. I haven't mentioned Taj Gibson yet. What the hell is wrong with me? Uh, great game from Taj. Love to see him. I think he played. Did he play twenty minutes tonight? Um, he was, he was outstanding. And there's not an accident that he was in the game at the end there when Tibbs was like, when it was, when it was not cutting time, no, 19 minutes, um, 19 big minutes, but all of those guys contribute together to, to now kind of give definition to this is what it means to be a Nick. And, you know, that's, that's all I've ever wanted. That's, I think that's all a lot of us have ever wanted. Like, yeah, it would be great to see a championship before I die. Um, but just, you know, restore the pride. You know, when we talk about Knicks basketball, instead of it being a fucking punchline, have it be something like, like you know, with Doc Rivers in the press conference after the Philly win, when somebody asked him about, like, why the game went the way it did, and he, was, and he said, he's like, it's the Knicks. You know, it's the Knicks. It's their physicality. Like, that's the shit that really, like, fires me up. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, and, and Julie, you know, and Julius is at the center of so much, so much of that. So, um, and yes, good, good comment here from Jeff Tucker. Tibbs bring that, brings that culture and everybody buys in. And I would, I would encourage everybody, uh, um, Andrew, get your, get your, get your shot ready or your, your drink or whatever. Um, Zach Lowe on his podcast with, uh, Joakim Noah, um, Joe Noah talked about, um, you know, what it was like to play for Tibbs and what Tibbs, what Tibbs does for you, what Tibbs does for an organization. And I would encourage everybody to listen to that. Um, it's like the second half of the pod. The whole pod's really good, but listen to the second half of the pod. Um, and he really just, it makes it very clear. Like this guy, you know, he wakes up, he eats, breathes, shits this stuff, and he cares about it so much, and that's what makes his players care. All right, um, we'll, we're going to finish up with our Super Chats. Zachary Wasser, would love to see more Obi. Also loved RJ's finishing at the rim. Yeah, you, I mean, I'm captain of the more Obi top in fan club. Um, I wouldn't have minded seeing Obi for a little bit more in the fourth quarter. Um, I thought he played well, but, you know, we beggars can't be choosers, right? Uh, bad eyesight, thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat, even though I, I can't see it. Um, bad eyesight. Tibbs, stop letting Burks late game inbound. Good comment. Um, I did not love that. That's a good call. Um, there are good, there are better, I think there are better passers on this team. Um, I don't know that I trust Burks the most in that situation. Um, good comment. Warzone Chronicles. I love Randall, but he's not an upper tier guy like KD, as you mentioned. Yeah. And, and again, there's a look, KD is one, maybe one of the 12 or so greatest players of all time. Um, like the guys who are at the, like, just, I, I I'm going to finish reading your comment in a second, but just like, you know, when we, when we talk about Randall, isn't like, 
you know, a, a top, a top tier guy in terms of like the very best, like the five or 10 best players in the league. Like we're talking about Kevin Durant, who's maybe a top 10 all-time player. We're talking about um, Steph Curry, maybe a top 10 all-time player. We're talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, um, you know, shout out to the most recent Patreon pod. We were talking about if he wins another one, maybe gets another MVP. Is he a top 15, 10 all-time player? Um, you know, it, it's like we're, we're not we're not talking about slouches here. Like Luka Doncic has a chance to be – I mean, he's been the MVP favorite for two straight years. You know, where, where does he rank? Um, Nikola Jokic just won an MVP. Um you know, LeBron James, the second greatest player of all time. It's like Chris Paul, maybe the greatest pure point guard in the last 20, 30 years. Like the talent at the top of the league is so fucking good. And the league is in such a good place right now that to say that Randall isn't on that level, it's not an insult to Randall. It's just like that level is just so high. Um, and the fact that he's still, you know, gotten us to this point, I think is, is impressive. Um, Tibbs needs to cut out the Randall offense. We have handlers and shooters. Yeah, but like he's still their best player. So like, you know, he's bump it to this way. And then we said this all of last year. He still draws the double. And like the nine assists he had, why did he have those nine assists? Because he drew doubles every one of those times. And when he didn't draw doubles, when they went to him, when they went one on one, he drew fouls at least three times in the fourth quarter. Um, so you know, um, that's that's kind of what teams do. That you you let your you ride your best player. It would be great if our best player was even better than he is, but you know he's, he's not bad. Um, Dominic Milford. No matter how hard my chest was beating, it really shows. Our criticism of the end comes from how amazing we know this team is and can be. Let's go Knicks. Yes, um, I completely agree with that comment. That is where it comes from. Brian Carter. We all know it's not a Nick game without a heart attack attached. At some point, there's always a heart attack. I mean, because we care about the team so much. That's why. I'm excited for Tibbs to have the game tape to show his team. We will be better. Yeah, I think. I, like to me, these are the these are the games. This is like a Tibbs wet dream, because he's going to go into that locker room and he's going to go into the film room tomorrow and he's going to be like, "You guys suck," and here's why you suck. I'm going to show you all the reasons you suck. But they got the win. So, um, like Tibbs said, you either win or you learn. Sometimes you could win and you learn. Uh, Bing Bong, I saw a comment. Um, uh, do, 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 make sure I didn't miss anybody. I think, okay, we're almost fully caught up here. Um, PKNY, we are in great shape. I agree with that. We are in great shape. Four and one, four and one. Fuck, four and one. Our squad is finding a way to win while learning how to be a team. Stay healthy and everything else will fall into place with a with a gold star. Um <laughs> Randall said after the game uh, what he was experiencing, relief, frustration. And then he says, I didn't throw it in the stands this time. First place, New York. Can we just, can we just for the people that have stuck with us on YouTube this whole time, take a gander at that. You see that? That's, I don't know if I can see it. There you go. First place, four and one, baby. Four and one. How you like them apples? Love it. Um Kevin Danishevsky, thoughts on the Wiz beating the Hawks? Are they for real? Yeah, and they didn't have um, – I think they didn't have Gafford tonight. They didn't have Dinwiddie, I saw. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I, I was – I watched the Wizards play the Nets the other night. Obviously, we saw them in the preseason. I think they're playing sound basketball. Um, I think they know who they are. I think they're deep with guys who, like, know how to play. 
Um, they have some weak spots, but like, you know, I think most most people in the NBA would be like, who's better? If they asked them, who's better, Bradley Beal or Julius Randle? Most people would say Bradley Beal. And like, the Knicks did what they did last year with Randle as the centerpiece. So like, why can't the Wizards be good with Bradley Beal? I don't. I don't know. I don't know though that um, I don't know that I'm quite buying it yet. Um, who have they beaten? Let me see here. They beat Toronto in opening night. They beat Indiana in overtime. I think they came back big in that game. They lost to Brooklyn. They won at Boston in a game. I'm pretty sure that was the game that uh, afterwards Boston's head coach like questioned the t- or Al Horford maybe questioned the team's effort. I feel like maybe they're doing that every game. Things are not good in Boston. And then tonight they beat Atlanta. I think actually the I think maybe Atlanta because I watched them against the Pelicans the other night. They didn't look great against Pelicans. I think this I think tonight's game um, maybe a little bit more of a reflection on the Hawks than the Wizards. I don't know. The, I'll pay attention. Wizards next couple of games, interestingly enough, the same two teams they just played: Boston and Atlanta, then Toronto again, then Memphis. Yeah, the Wizards have a chance to make a little run, and then they get Milwaukee, and then they things go tougher from there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Anthony Six though, love Barrett uh, or like Barrett. I love what we saw from Randall on an off night. Um, good comment. Refocus to boards and distribution. Tough nights have consistently shown their growth and willingness to look for ways to balance it out. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate the comments. Appreciate the contribution. Um, and uh, I think, I think that might be it. Um, Andrew, give me a heads up if I missed anything. Um, but otherwise, um, thank you everybody for watching, coming in, hanging out. Um, look, this was a, a I thought the Philly game was a huge, a huge game. I thought this was a huge game. Um, I didn't think this was like a must win, but at the same time, I thought it was a real test. I think the Knicks probably looked at it as a real test. I think the Knicks wanted to win this game, you know, for Tibbs probably I would guess, because this is the organization that fired him once upon a time. Um, And I think the, the shame of those last three minutes is that it overshadowed what was, I thought by, Maybe not a significant margin, but not a not insignificant margin. Their best game of the season. I really did think their defense was outstanding throughout pretty much the entire night. I thought they did what they needed to do on offense. It was more methodical than we've seen. There were it was not perfect, as many as as many have pointed out. Um, but I really did think until those last, for forty five minutes. I think they played. I don't know if I would say an outstanding game. I thought they played a really good game. And the best part, um, the best, I think, is yet to come. As many people have have intimated, have said outright, um, this team, the more it is together, the more it grows. Again, we're talking about game five here. We're talking about one-sixteenth of an NBA season. That's it. Not a lot of time has gone past yet. And all in all, uh, if anybody would have told us four and one after the first five games, um, you would have taken it. So there we go. Um, one more super chat, Greg film stuff. Appreciate you coming back in, man. Despite how the game ended, I still think New York is one of the best teams in the Eastern conference. What star do you think New York takes over the top? What what do you think? What star do you think takes New York over the top and who do we sacrifice? Man, talk about like throwing a grenade into the super chat right as I'm about to leave, but I will answer the question. What star do I think takes the Knicks over the top and who do they sacrifice? I mean, I don't know. That that second question is all gonna always gonna come down to RJ. 
do they if if and when not if not if and when it, when when a star comes available do they put RJ on the table and no player is untradeable um, RJ Barrett's not untradeable Julius Randle's not untradeable nobody's untradeable maybe Luka Doncic is untradeable that's about it um, you know if they were to put RJ on the table what does that package look like because like here's the thing though like other than the Anthony Davis trade which was so fucking strange because the Lakers and look the Lakers won a championship so who gives a shit I guess but like they gave up so much <laughs> to get Anthony Davis and it was worth it cuz you won a championship right but like Brandon Ingram when they traded him was you know you could maybe some people will get mad at this but like his stock at that moment when they traded him, I don't feel like it was all that different from the, the stock that RJ's at right now. And yet they also gave up Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, um, whoever I think those were the, the big ones, and all the first round picks. Like I feel like if they ever traded if they ever traded RJ, and I don't think they will and I don't think they should. I don't want them to. Um I don't know. I just feel like that would not be like one piece of a very large Godfather package. I feel like RJ would be the Godfather, the, like the massive part of the Godfather package. And then there would be a couple other things. Um, good comment from Andrew, Andrew Claudio, Obi for Giannis, or are we giving up too much? Giving up too much. Giving up too much. I think I'm going to need a second round, second round pick swap uh, to do that. Um Look, they'll they'll I'm sure they'll trade they'll they'll make a trade at some point. Who is it gonna be? I, I you know, uh, shout out to the to the ringer actually, uh who who a lot of people don't don't like for their uh consistent needling of the Knicks over the years. But I thought Kevin O'Connor put out a really nice video today, and at the very end of the video, he kind of did 30 seconds on like what's next. And he like brought up the names of like your typical like disgruntled stars or whatever that get mentioned, and then he's like, or do they stay patient and then wait for like a couple of years for like that next crop of the guys who are going to ask out and like your Donovan Mitchells or your, your Devin Bookers or your, you know, nobody's fucking talking about that Phoenix. I don't know if did they play tonight. Did they win tonight? Are they playing tonight? I, I know I should know this, but my, my head is so wrapped up in Nick's uh, Nick's land. Like they're, they've started off the season a little slow. The Deandre Ayton situation is now a situation um like someone always asks out um this shit you know just just happens that dallas barely won tonight um you know it's like whatever we'll cross that bridge when we come to it um mike I, I will say this i think like the notion that every one of these young guys are just are going to be here and sign extensions and the whole thing like that's it's not realistic because that's not generally what happens like very rarely do teams operate that way there's usually a trade somewhere along the along the line, um, but I'm not thinking about that right now. Um, I just I love this team. I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. I'm having so much fun so far. As much as it's giving me fucking cardiac arrest. I think we had one more super chat comment here. Um, Lewis Amarat, better defender so far. Bullock 2020 or RJ this year? I gotta say RJ. I don't even think. Nah, I don't say it's not close. It's RJ. It's RJ. And RJ, listen, man, if they're a fucking three seed or something and RJ plays like this, he's going to have a real shot at all defense, a very real shot at, at all defense. 
Um, uh, what am I forgetting? I think Andrew wanted me to shout out uh, tomorrow's podcast. We recorded a great podcast with uh, Mason Ginsburg. Um, uh, we talked about the Pelicans, who, again, are the Knicks' next, ma- next matchup. They play them on Saturday. I believe that game is at 7 o'clock on MSG. Um, I think that's it. Check that out tomorrow. Um, we're, we're 260 likes. We appreciate that. Uh, everyone who came, watch, super chat, the whole thing. Um, and I will see you on Halloween Eve, as it were, Saturday night. Be safe, everybody. Talk to you soon.